Hey everybody and welcome back to the JND podcast. My name is Spencer Drake and sitting to the right of me is Jonathan Mervine you need to be faster. from the Jonathan Mervine channel. You need to be faster on that. Fa- <laughs> faster? Was that not fast enough? No, you? that was very slow. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome back, of course, to the JND Podcast. We're going to be talking about movies today. We're going to be talking about war films in particular. Uh, we have selected 10 war films each. Uh, I have some honorable mentions. I don't know if you have any honorable mentions. Uh, not really. I mean, there's war films isn't really my best category. Mm-hmm. So it was hard for me to even think of 10 that I'd seen and I could consider to be in a top 10 category. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't really have very many war films that would be honorable mentions uh i mentioned a lot of films in the disaster movies podcast that i like like olympus has fallen i don't really know if i consider those like best or anything but i guess i could say those would be honorable mentions yeah okay that's fine um we i, I definitely have a lot of honorable mentions i also have some wars i know you don't really have any wars i should have brought joe on the podcast because he's the he's the big war guy and he loves all Is these he? war films oh yeah he's he's seen almost every like war movie ever so like, he knows his stuff on war films. We should have brought him on, but he'll probably That's be on okay. the sports one because he also knows sports very well. Um, we're going to be talking about some movie news uh, in a minute, but first we are going to talk about the top five box office on Box Office Mojo. We have them listed right here. I know them personally. I memorized them, so go ahead. Yeah, Let's so coming off. in at number five, uh, we have the, the God film, Son of God, uh, at $10 million. The Jesus film, not the, the God Jesus film. film. Um, and so far, that movie has made $41 million. That's a so, lot of money for a movie that was just edited from a uh, made-for-TV movie, and just the Jesus parts was uploaded to the theater, and like that's, yeah, that's and, the film. So uh, It's just such a... St- I'm, we're not going to see it. I'm not going to even make an opinion on it. It's just, it's not our thing. That's all I'm I, I think say. it looks that's absolutely all. terrible. I, I think the movie looks absolutely awful, so I, I'm not going to see it. So I'm not going to see it either. It's two and a half hours of just yeah. stuff that I've, I know the story, <laughs> kind of, and I don't really need to go see it. Yeah, there you go. By myself. So Spencer's not going to see it. And nobody right. else will go with me. So, oh, yeah. Well, uh, coming in at number four, no surprise, yet again for how many weeks now? I think this is the third Five. week. Five weeks? Fifth week. Jeez, this is on fire. The Lego movie. Uh, Eleven million dollars. That's still a strong opening. I mean, there's two kid films in the uh, top five this week, and kid films are easy targets just uh, to make a lot of money over the weekends. Uh, we'll get into the other uh, animated film in a minute, but yeah, I mean, the Lego Movie is just crushing the box office. It's making so much money. It's it's already a sequel lined up. Uh, this movie was hilarious. It's one of the best movies of the year so far, and it's been three months and. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy it's still doing well, and I, I guarantee I'll be in the top five next weekend, probably at number five, because only one movie comes out next weekend, so. Yeah, I can see it definitely still being in the top five. Uh, coming in number three, Nonstop, the Liam Neeson uh, plane movie, which I saw last week, really didn't like it at all. I'll give it like a C-. minus. Um, $15.4 million. It's so. not too bad. Not bad. Um, I don't know. I mean, like a fifty percent drop off. But from whatever. February, like Liam Neeson always comes out with a kind of thriller on February. Like last year, or a couple years ago, it was uh, unknown and it was Taken. And I don't know. I think Taken Two was back in like August or something like that. I don't know when it actually got released, or maybe October or something. But Liam Neeson for some reason has oh like the Gray that was a recent one. It's just like that early. was like the one good one I would yeah, say. Yeah, he does. Like he does those like early year. Um, 
movies that just like they're okay they're not great you saw it i didn't i went and saw three days to kill and a movie that we didn't review as well but it, that mean that's number number seven i mean didn't even get in the top five so who yeah, really cares i mean they're, they're well. just mediocre movies that have been released in the theaters just because it's the beginning of the year obviously we're not going to get any good movies until like may so oh well yeah and, i mean but honestly yeah. like really excited for may we went over the list today and there's so oh, God, many movies that are just like like godzilla transformers x-men, X-Men neighbors, neighbors um what was that? Spider Man. Spider Man. I mean, there's oh, yeah. a ridiculous amount of great, pretty much like, um, like what are a million they? ways to die in the West. Yeah, Maleficent. I'm just thinking of all these. Yeah, but these are like yeah. box office movies. Like, Huge. Gonna They're going to be great. amazing. Yeah. Popcorn. And at number two, we had Mr. Peabody and Sherman at thirty-two point five million dollars. Uh, we gave Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Oh, it's ten fifty now. Uh, Regal Cinemas, our local Regal Cinemas, has upped the price by fifty cents. So. That doesn't really affect us as yeah. the movie pass. It means we get more out of our membership. Anyways. That's actually kind of better for us, honestly. Right, exactly. It. So it's, um, it's it's great, honestly. But for the people who have to pay to go see these movies, I, I feel bad. It's ten fifty. Like, Can you imagine if you spent ten fifty to see Mr. Peabody and Sherman? I, I, I wouldn't. Well, like, Any yeah, other day. Just, just imagine, though. Like, you got dragged to it, and you had to pay ten fifty of your money it's ridiculous. to go see Ten, Mr. Peabody and Like, Sherman. think about that. Movies are really expensive to go to. Extremely expensive. That's why I like to, I like to crush all those movies out and, like, the get my member, uh, my money's worth. And then all, I feel like all the rest of the movies I'm seeing for free. So, I don't know. It helps yeah, out a lot. And, and, and it, there's very few movies that I would pay for. Unless it's the end of the year, like, December. I would pay for pretty much all of those movies that came out. But Like, I, I'd, I'd pay to see the next one again. I'd, I'd pay to go see the oh, next yeah, I would pay to see uh, 300 Resident Empire, which came in with $45 million. Great opening, I think. Which is a fantastic opening. That was more than uh, Nonstop got last weekend when it was at the top of the box office. I think it got, like, 30-something million or... Uh, was Nonstop number one last weekend? Yeah. It totally like 30, was, wasn't it? 30 million or so. Hmm. So... Well, I'm looking at the. Uh, I just I just googled this real quick uh, to see what 300 made in its opening release, and it made oh, yeah. 70 million in its three day total. It? Oh my so god! Wow. Actually, this didn't. I thought this would be like That's really surprised. For 70 some, million. For some reason, I thought that 300 was released. Uh, it didn't get too much of a following, and then all of a sudden. Uh, it got like a cult following when it came out on like Blu-ray because it was like it looks so good, and that's why I thought people were like we're gonna like a lot of people saw it, so they were gonna see the second, but the second one didn't make that much money. Yeah, I had no idea the 300 was that popular right off the bat. Is he okay? And we're gonna get into a little discussion about this probably in a minute, but I just I think that's the I think the reason is because people aren't going to go see movies anymore. You think so? I mean, we, I saw a movie on um we we saw a movie Thursday night. I saw a movie Friday night. You saw a movie, we saw a movie Saturday night. And we were technically the late showings, but I mean, late showings you see a lot of adults go to because they know the kids aren't going to be there to like yell and have laser pointers point at Rose Burns. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll say this because it is, first of all, it's like March, okay? Yeah, but. And also, like, I don't know. Like, maybe you're right. Maybe just people don't really go anymore. And also, it's because we're in Maine. Okay, like, it's not really a place where a ton of people go to see movies. If you're in, like, New York City, it's packed, no matter what. No matter what time it is, no matter what movie it is. Technically, yeah. But... It, I mean, for, for, like, an opening, though, I mean, we I saw... We, we saw Mr. Peabody and Sherman the following day at a late-night show, and we, it was empty. We were the only ones in the theater. Yeah. Like, nobody goes to see movies anymore, it seems. It's, well, 
And I mean, even if we would go to um, down the road, go to another town, uh, Portland, Maine. I'm sure all of you guys have heard of Portland, Maine. It's a very famous uh, place in Maine. But um, it's, like, it's like the only town. It's like the New York City about. of Maine, pretty much. Just about, yeah. And um, you'd you think that a lot of people would down. be there because they have a lot. They have like three or four theaters down in Portland, and you'd think they'd be there because it's Cinemagic, it's a better theater. But no, I mean, honestly, we when we saw Inside Lewin Davis, like. I'll be honest. That Three I mean, people. that was like a that was like a daytime showing. But if you go to like a like a we saw, seven we saw Nebraska showing, and like we were the only ones in the theater besides that one guy who saw it by himself, who sat kind of like the front row. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's here and there. There are some movies that we'll go to, and the theater will be completely packed. How many people were in Endless Love? Um, it was me and two girls. Yeah, but when I went to see the Lego Movie, it was. Been completely packed, front row, all the way up. The, and the and, and Lego Movie crushed the box office. So I just. I feel like okay, people are definitely going to see movies like that they that are interested in like uh, like Lego Movie. I mean, that's gonna make a ton of money because everyone knows Legos. Three hundred yeah. is like an adult kind of. You got to be into that style to go see it. You're not gonna bring any like little kids to that movie. But like, guys, leave your opinions below because I'd actually like to see like wherever you're from. Say where you're from, and then say like, are your theaters packed or are you kind of getting what we have, which is like completely empty, just me and Spencer for the most part. Honestly, we've had so many movie experiences where it's us and like one other person or just us, and we can just screw around at the theater the entire time, like we did last night. Yeah, we, um, you know, I mean, we just sat, we the, sat in the front row. row. We just chilled out there. You know, we were like Snapchatting and stuff. It's just like <laughs> it doesn't matter when nobody's there and these people are coming to do theater checks, and we're just like, "Hey, hey, what's up? What's up? We're here at nine forty. We're by ourselves. That's not our fault that nobody's there. Like we seem like idiots because we're there all the time. But like I feel like they look at us weird. But we're pretty much their only business. We're the, pretty much the only people keeping them in business. Exactly. Yeah. So like they should love us. They give us like free movie posters. That's why like we have a new poster every once in a while on our set. But mm-hmm. you know, and, and we'll be switching out every now and then. But yeah, it's yeah. yeah. They, I mean, we get free posters <laughs> from them. They definitely know us and uh, they know us very well. Oh yeah, because we're there like. <laughs> average two Spencer times a was week. there three times three in the last three days three times yeah so i mean they, they know uh, who we times. are and everything so it's it's fine i mean i we're like the only customers that go there but anyways i've actually because i've actually talked to the guy when i went to go see nonstop when you weren't there he was like yeah you're here a lot but there's people that are here more than you really there, apparently there's like guys that see everything all the time they're like five times a week mm-hmm. and i just picture like a really old fat guy not like an old fat guy but like a fat guy like the like the South Park guy who was in the uh, World of Warcraft episode where he was just sitting on his laptop. Oh yeah, yeah, I know exactly. I know, what you, talking I know about. you know that episode. So, no, I don't. Like South Park, but I knew he'd know that reference. So. <laughs> I, I don't. I was. You don't know that. No, reference? I was. Really? No, I don't. Oh know God. what you're talking about. Jesus. Anyways, well, anyways, yeah. but yeah, that's what I picture. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I mean, that was just like a long little discussion about uh, movies. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you guys go see movies, is it packed? Because like, for like recently, I haven't seen like anybody in their theaters anymore, and uh, it's a little sad. I mean, we saw Endless Love. I mean, it was opening night, seven think, o'clock showing. Like yeah. hardly anyone was there. I think there. for the most part that um, any animated movie that I go to is other than Mr. Peabody and Sherman is usually pretty full. But for the most part, with any other movie, not not really. Mm-hmm. Not even like Wolf of Wall Street. When we saw Wolf of Wall Street, it was like not even half full. Yeah. No, like, there was plenty of spots left and it was opening night. It and was... that was like Thanksgiving. Like, we're, no, it wasn't Thanksgiving, but it was like... It was uh, Christmas. It was Christmas. Christmas yeah. I think nobody was there. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Oh, I don't well, get it. It doesn't really matter. All right, guys. So that was, yeah, that was a long discussion about movie uh, theaters and if people go anywhere. But now we're going to get into some news stories. I mean, there isn't much to, to talk about this week other than some of the Oscar winners. <laughs> I mean, 12 Years a Slave won Best Picture last Sunday. Um, 
we watched the Oscars together uh, with another friend, and we we sat there for how long was the show? Like four hours. I do want to do just a, a quick little touch on the Oscars. Go for um, it. How was the show? I I really like the show. This show got the um the best rating since I think it was like two thousand six or two thousand five or something since two thousand five Oscars show. Um, Ellen DeGeneres, I liked a lot. I thought she was great. I don't really pay attention to the speeches. Like everybody seems to go over the speeches, saying, "Oh, Laputa Nyong'o had the best speech," or uh, Kate Blanchett or whatever. But I mean, I don't really. I just want to know who wins. And Spencer got seventeen out of the twenty-four. I got twenty out of the twenty-four. And that just right there shows how predictable the Oscars were, or just how completely obsessed we are with movies and how we just know everything. So it's yeah. one or the other, or both. But um, yeah, I mean, overall, I really like the show. I I was. I expected pretty much everything to happen. The the ones that I got wrong, I would just go down to the limb hoping that I would get the person who, like Amy Adams, like, I want Amy Adams to win, but she's probably not going to win, but stuff like that. So And see, I, I completely disagree. I thought the, the show was very lazy. I, 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 I think that Ellen did a great job. I really like Ellen DeGeneres. I like her show, Ellen. Uh, weekdays at 4. It's, 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 it's a fun awesome. show. I mean, she's, she's hilarious, but... I don't know. Just something was missing during the uh, the the show. I mean, maybe it was the whole thing with uh, what's his name from Spider Man, Andrew Garfield. Oh, I don't really care about that. that. Didn't even happen. It's just it could have happened though. Yeah, it could have. It would have been actually really cool. But I don't like. She just her like her skits were so I thought lame and like she felt like she was improving the whole thing. I mean, she just literally just walked around for about like. 10 minutes just handing out pizza to random celebrities it's, it's, and like uh, I, I get it it's funny for like the first minute but then it's just like okay like are they seriously just going to keep going with this and and then they just had a ton of just song performances and just random stuff that was just so stupid i mean i don't know i i didn't love the show at all really it was very predictable i i was hoping for something a little bit more i like last year's seth mcfarlane because I don't know, he just, he made it more appealing, like, he had better jokes than Ellen did, and... I think just more to our humor. Exactly. But, like, Ellen DeGeneres, I, I agree with some of your points, saying that, like, it looked like she was just, like, was kind of scripted, she was doing a little, like, some lame shit. I don't know if you ever saw the Screen Junkies, um, video of the, uh, Oscars. Did you see that video? I don't think I have. Where he, like, just, like, bashes the entire show. <laughs> it's really funny, and he nails some great points, because, like... It was just so. It just seems so unorganized, and I don't know. I just I didn't really enjoy the Oscars too much. They're, They're also very doing it live, so it's hard for it to look completely organized. I know, but like I think that um one year someone did it perfect. Oh, Steve Martin, Alec Baldwin did it one year, and it was absolutely hilarious. They like they, um they had like little skits about like a ton of movies that came out that that year. Like they had a really funny Paranormal Activity skit where like Steve Martin was like walking around fast, but he was like slapping Alec Baldwin in the face as he sleeps, and it's just. It was just funny, and like they they just sat there and just made fun of celebrities for like ten minutes, and it, it was for to me that was really funny. Ellen, like only made fun of Liza Minnelli, and everyone freaked out about it afterwards. Oh my god, that was kind of stupid. The one thing that I did really like about it though was the Oscar selfie. I thought that was really cool watching that like happen live, and then all of a sudden it gets like three point six million retweets. I thought In that was actually hour. really cool. <laughs> yeah, it was, but, it was it was really cool. Yeah, no, I agree with you, but um, I'm just saying that the ratings were the best. I did like oh, yeah. enjoy the show, the ratings since then, but definitely Seth MacFarlane. I loved him a lot more because mm-hmm. that's totally our humor. Yeah, I hope he comes back. Um, so it'd be, I, I don't think the Academy liked him, but it'd be really cool to see Seth MacFarlane again or Steve Martin because when do you ever see him anymore? And he's a great, great comedian, great actor. So, I mean, it was just a really predictable show. I don't really want to talk about it much more. Let's get into some other news stories if you have any ready to go. News stories? Or are you pretty, you see, really... I, I'm on uh, firstshowing.net uh, movie news. 
and there's just nothing really like everything is just so slow this week honestly um there's I not mean, much going on no no legitimate actor really died or anything i mean I, um <laughs> that's i mean i mean like look, look at the, look, this is one headline lionsgate picks up ryan reynolds serial killer comedy the voices is a picture of him sitting on a count look, look, couch look at a looking cat. at a cat and like <laughs> this is this is news apparently this is news and it doesn't i just i don't know who writes oh, these wait. articles who sits down and writes these articles i don't know and don't, it's just i don't know like best picture that's one of them steven spielberg considered remaking classic west side story but like he's just considering it. it's not like official news or anything just considering it so like i'd rather talk about just like cool stuff like trailers like what trailers got released this week or recently i mean we had godzilla no one yeah. knows our opinions on that yeah uh, by the I'm, way our opinions on the godzilla trailer spencer recently saw it in the theater for the first time i'm really happy in front of 300 the in front of 300 in yeah. front of 300 by yeah. the way every trailer in front of 300 including awesome. sabotage well, let's get into that in a minute because that was freaking cool but yeah uh, yeah, it was honestly the trailer for Godzilla. I really like Brian Cranston's narration in the beginning. I think that it looks like I love like the uh, apocalyptic tone that this movie is having and like how they intertwined Definitely, previous yeah. historic events that to like make it work with Godzilla, like the like the the, the nuke. Yeah, that was exactly. really cool. And yeah. I know a lot of people are just bitching about the whole it's it's like the CGI doesn't look like done yet. I mean, it's the movie trailer. doesn't get released for another what three months, two months. Yeah, exactly. yeah, two months. It's got two months, and they'll fix it up. It's from a, like a kind of like a first-time director. His name's Garth something, I think. He directed a movie called Monsters, another kind of like uh, monster movie that apparently is fantastic uh, because it it relies on tension. You don't ever see the monster in the movie. It's just like two people in the woods like freaking out because like, something's falling. You never them. see it. I apparently I never saw the movie, but I heard that's that you don't see it until like the very end. But like that's what's scary, and I really think that he's he's gonna do a great job with Godzilla. Make it scary, make it gritty. Like I'm I'm in the mood. I really I really think that's what it's gonna be because when I you look so. at the trailer, it's like it's usually dark. They're in the water, like it's a lot of like army guys in the sky. They're shooting off red things. It's just basically dark for the most part of the trailer. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really like about like like the Dark Knight. Or, well, that doesn't that's not a really good example, but darker, grittier movies is really. Yes. What makes things better and, like, lesser of the comedy, like the Marvel crap. Exactly. Everything that I feel like I've been seeing for the past two months is just all light and fluffy. Like, doesn't mean, like, it's just, like, give it's me a so... dark movie. Yes, you know, that's what I am, want to see. Like, I'm in the weird. mood for it. We like, like dark, depressing stuff. I, the <laughs> next okay movie that it. I think can even do that is Noah, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that because solely based on like it looks like it's gonna be like extremely entertaining it's gonna be like real it's gonna be great it's not gonna make a joke every 10 seconds like all these stupid marvel movies i am looking forward to captain america winter soldier because it does look like it's diving into the the darker tone that it was but we both know that it's not gonna be completely like that it looks we'll like it happens. is we'll see but Marvel's gonna throw some stuff in oh, there. Yeah. They're we'll gonna give Stan Lee just some stupid scene where he's just, like, standing in a room. He's the pilot of the ship that crashes. Oh, Wait, really? Do you already know that? No, I'm just, oh, okay. I was just <laughs> making that up. Um, but no, anyways, back to Godzilla. Godzilla looks absolutely phenomenal. I can't wait. I'm glad Brian Krantz is in it. Uh, pick, uh, getting away from Breaking Bad. Aaron Taylor Johnson from Kick Ass. He looks pretty good in it. And just, the movie I'm, looks I'm very excited for it. Absolutely awesome. And I yeah. like love disaster movies. Recently, we've talked about this, but. The first Godzilla movie, not a fan, but this one just looks really, really cool. Oh, yeah, it looks And I don't awesome. see what people are saying about the CGI. I think it looks fine. Like, people yeah. just complain too much. Um, it's, a, it's not a real lizard, okay? It's not real. It doesn't have a snout. It doesn't look real, okay, guys? It doesn't it's have a snout, real. so it's not a real It's the Godzilla movie. I'm going to go back and watch my Tokyo. Shut up. Like, <laughs> just, I mean, do I'm you want to go back and watch the original Godzilla movie? It looks like a freaking robot. It's I know, not, but like, like, that's nostalgic for people. Yeah, whatever, 
Um, anyways, as we, we mentioned a little a couple minutes ago, a movie called Sabotage. This movie comes out March 28th. It's the same week as Noah. And in in uh, in the front of 300 Rise of an Empire, they showed a Red Band trailer. A Red Band trailer is a very mature like graphic. They have swears. They have nudity. They have violence. They have R-rated content in the trailer. And this movie stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Terrence Howard. It's directed by David Ayer, who did End of Watch a couple years ago. And it's being written by uh, the same guy who did Training Day, I believe. Yeah, so just with all those movies put together, all those facts, this movie looks insane. Arnold Schwarzenegger recently has been in some kind of bad movies. Like, uh, I mean, the last thing was it was mediocre, it was okay, it was actually a pretty cool movie, but this movie actually looks really dark, really gritty. It's going to take some risks, it's going to be rated R, it's going to show some blood, it's going to be really cool. And it looks like it has to do with like some cartel, like drug kind of stuff. Like, yeah, it's some like police stuff, some but kind of it, thing it going looks on there. incredibly violent. Like, wow! Yeah. Like, I'm excited just to something go in and sit down and like. watch this violent movie. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Be Arnie cool. back in like his action form. I'm I'm very excited for this. Um, real quick, and one last. Good job putting Arnold Schwarzenegger in it too. Like, that's awesome. Oh yeah, I'm glad he's back in acting. Yeah, that's I'm really, really cool. happy he's back. And, and and even though his, I hope he does good movies and had a kid with a housekeeper but i mean that's cool I, I, it happens to everybody one, one more trailer, trailer. What happens to everybody Jeez, okay uh <laughs> one more trailer i want to quickly talk about before the 8 30 hour hits and we get into our top 10 war movies uh, uh sin city a dame to kill um i own the first sin city movie it's directed by robert rodriguez and frank miller and they're just i don't know why we didn't have a trailer for it in front of 300 because it's frank miller they, they did didn't he, they show it no they didn't You're they right. didn't and uh i wish they did i think it was released too late in order i think the theater already got it before it was released anyway so this movie looks absolutely incredible i am so excited for this i really did enjoy the 300 not 300 the uh the first in city movie with bruce willis and mickey rourke's character is absolutely just so badass I should give you the Blu-ray today because yeah, I, think I you should watch it. really it's, want to check it out. It's interesting and it's so stylistic, it's so artistic, and it's so cool. And I think this one looks awesome. It has an awesome look, little like soundtrack uh, behind the trailer, and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt looks completely fitting in this. So I'm really excited for this. I, I hope that it's going to be absolutely awesome. So my hope is, I think it comes out August. So I'm hoping that it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm trying to find that. That what's the name of that movie? That that horror movie that we Deliver saw. Deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. This movie also looks really, really awesome. It's from not the director of Sinister. It's from the director of Sinister. Is it Scott Derek, Derrickson? Scott Scott Derrickson. This yep. movie looks scary as hell. Like very, very cool. Apparently based on like a true story of some sort of exorcism. Yeah, we never know what's true and what's not. Which is I mean, a, a bit, like loosely based on a true story but it doesn't really matter that always makes it a little bit more creepy when they say it's loosely based on a true story just like right. the conjuring you're just like this kind of somewhat happened at some point so i'm a little bit more freaked out and the whole trailer is just well some of it is just this little little toy rolling on the floor it's a scene it's like a little owl it's just i don't like it it's bothering me that's to me when i think about it yeah the trailer is really good um i i did <laughs> look away too, because I, I was a little freaked out but Anyways, um, I am looking forward to it. Deliver Us from Evil. It comes out in July. It's going to be a July horror film, so it's going to be taking the place that The Conjuring had last year. So I'm, I'm excited yeah, for so it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see it at like a 10 o'clock showing Thursday night. We'll we'll see it and we'll put our review, of course. Uh, absolutely. Deliver Us from Evil. Uh, what? Who is? Who's in it? It's the um. Uh, it's the guy from uh, Closer. Close, uh, Eric Eric Bana. Eric Bana. Yeah. Eric Bana. He's in the movie. So yeah. oh, is, it, is Joey King in it too? Because she's in everything. That's oh like, God, yeah. <laughs> if she was in it. I'd be pretty happy actually. Joey King's face in The Conjuring when that thing's behind the door. Just think about that for a second. Yes. 
Creepy. Um, all right, so now we're going to get into our, our top ten war movies in the last half hour. Uh, we, we have our honorable mentions. We have our top ten, uh, no particular order besides our number one. <clears throat> and then we have a worst. Uh, I have a couple. You have... Did you, take, did you get mine? No, I don't have yours. I sent it to you. Uh, I have it on my iMessage, right? Yeah. Yeah. There it is. It's popped up right there. Just keep it right there. Alrighty, so we're going to dive right into this. I have some honorable mentions of war films, because uh, 300 Rise of the Empire, of course, has come out this weekend. It is an epic gladiator fest, six-pack abs, um, CGI fest of just awesome, bloodiness, epic war battles, and it's just awesome. So it inspired us to make a list um, about war movies, battle movies, um, recent ones like World War II, Vietnam War, the uh, Iraq War, anything that has to do with war. That is what our list is about. So, honorable mentions. Um, this movie actually makes no sense for war, but it's Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's like an 80s or 90s movie or something like that. It's an older movie, and it's not really war. It's just, it's just. I I, it, I looked up war movies and is in there. It's it's absolutely awesome. And I was looking for this the other day uh, on Netflix because that's where I first watched it, and it wasn't there anymore. I mean, really sad. So I wanted to go buy it on Blu-ray, but I don't know where it is right now. Netflix really just gets rid of stuff really randomly. And oh, eventually people like this movie. Delete. Yeah, they always <laughs> delete stuff that I want to watch. It's really just. Very frustrating, yeah. guys. Like, but yeah, Commando is just a cheese fest. It's awesome. It's it's great. Yeah, cheese fests are good every once in a while. You just gotta sit down with a bucket of pop, a bucket of popcorn, not a, a bowl, bucket. but an entire bucket, and just watch crap like that. I threw the I threw this in here because I don't think you have any honorable mentions. Um, but you can just I didn't really make any. Yeah, um, you can just go off mine. But I I put in Game of Thrones the first season because it's all I've seen. I I we did start Game of Thrones. We won't talk about Game of Thrones like really in depth right now. I kind of want to talk about like a whole podcast about Game of Thrones. Oh god, maybe when we see all the seasons. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the, I mean, this has a lot of great battles in the movie, especially the very first like fifteen minutes of the show, like in the woods. Mm-hmm. By those crazy, weird people that you never really see in the rest of the season, but I'm sure they, I'm, I'm sure they'll pop they up at some back. point. But they like they dismember their heads and stuff. Well, and they're beyond the wall. That's why we haven't seen them. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what happens next. I have not seen past the first season, but as like an epic kind of war kind of. It's TV mostly show. like a political movie, like it's about politics and stuff, but yeah. it's all sword fighting and arrows. Yeah, I consider it like a TV movie. Like it's just like one yeah, really long definitely. movie, but it's really cool. So yeah, I, I put it in there just to. Yeah, and Cold Spencer and I stayed away from Game of Thrones for a very long time. I don't know why it's rated number one on IMDb. We're just like because it doesn't look entertaining to us. I know we were just like we were, I don't like that. It looks we can dumb. admit when we're wrong, and it's it's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And our my last honorable mention that I just quickly want to talk about real quick is Inglorious Bastards, the Quentin Tarantino take on World War II. It's incredible. It's extremely historically inaccurate. It doesn't nothing like really happen other than just like the mm. concept of World War II, but. Um, it's a it's a very unique kind of movie. Most of the movie is like foreign. It's all in like French and German subtitles, so you do have to read throughout the entire movie. But it's still a very well acted movie. Brad Pitt's in it. Uh, Christoph Waltz in his like film debut, where he got recognized as like the big evil guy, won an Oscar, and it's just it's a great kind of war movie, especially the bear juice scene with the baseball bat. That's Ooh, that's one of the best scenes I've ever seen. It's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's a great it's movie. Great. And again, the dialogue in all of Quentin Tarantino's oh, movies are very good. Even if it is uh, subtitled, it's still awesome. It's awesome, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. like the first like forty minutes of that movie is all foreign language. Yeah, it's yeah. Very Most cool. of the middle is too. Like it's just in that house. Mm-hmm. Really yeah, cool there's a movie. lot of just long scenes of dialogue. Oh, like the bar scene that was like forty minutes long, mm-hmm. and they're just sitting there in a bar talking in German. And How, I don't know. He, but it was he so just must write the best screenplays. And when the actors look at them, they're like, "Damn, this is gonna be awesome." <laughs> Gotta do this, yeah. And no, no wonder that guy leaked it. 
So now we're going to get into our top 10 uh, best war movies of all time in no particular order. I don't have my order of them at number one. I, I kind of do. Um, okay, well, that's fine. We'll start off with yours. Go ahead. Uh, and my number 10 is Rambo. And the, the Rambo, I don't know. I think there's like... Sounds like you're saying Rainbow. Rainbow, yeah. Rainbow, Rambo, whatever, same thing. It has Sylvester Stallone. And this is like kind of in his heyday when he was... Had the long hair and stuff. He was completely jacked and ripped and had baby oil all over him. And he's been in Rocky, stuff like that. But I've always been a pretty big fan of Rambo. Like, he's just, like, trudging through the woods, like, killing people. And it's always kind of to save a girl in the end of the movie. But I mean, I've always been kind of a fan of Rambo. Just every once in a while, I'll pop it in and be like, yeah, Sylvester Stallone is kind of a badass. Yeah, it's so, it's I awesome. I actually, no, I, I haven't seen Rambo. Wait, wait, are you talking about the, the recent one? I'm just talking about, like, the first one. The very first one, yeah. like, ever. Like, the 80s. Yeah. Because I, I watched the uh, newer one that was released in, like, 2006 or something like that. Uh, I can't say I've seen I don't, I don't know if I've seen it. You own it on Blu-ray. It's the uh, one we bought at Target for, like, five bucks. It's a, I, I think have I have the there. original one. You, you do have the original one on DVD, but the Blu-ray one. Oh. It's, like, a newer one. And I don't know. Just for some it's reason. been a while since I've seen them, so, but I just remember liking them a lot, the Rambo movies. I ended up turning it off, actually, the, the later one. I, for some reason, I just couldn't get into it, but... Um, the later ones, I did see some on TV, and it's violent. It's, it's pretty awesome. It's, it's badass. Violent. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, my number 10 is Troy. I, I'm i staying more into, like, the ancient, or older battles and stuff, and I just think that Troy is absolutely awesome. Has Brad Pitt. Think about Again, that. Brad Pitt. He's always in these movies. As Achilles, reason. as Eric Bana, as we talked about from the Deliver Us from Evil movie that's coming out later. Troy's a really good movie. I, didn't, I actually Bloom. didn't put it in mine. But it's weird. I, I don't know. I haven't, I just forgot about it, kind of. But Troy, yeah, I, I remember fantastic. seeing it. He plays Achilles. It's a really, really, really good movie. I forgot. I don't know why I didn't put it in there, but yeah, I bought it on Blu-ray on Black Friday for like like a two dollars or something like that. It was packed. It was in the, the trilogy pack, so like three movies. I got like Troy, Three Hundred, and Alexander for like six bucks. Yeah, I, and that's I don't awesome. Know what I was thinking. I was really Troy's happy about really that. Good. But yeah, it, Troy's absolutely amazing. I, I love it a lot. As It's a really long movie. It's like three hours, and it just flies by like an hour to me. It's, it's great. I don't want to watch it like right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd yeah. watch it. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, do you want? Where's my list? My list disappeared. Your list disappeared. What do you have? You have... Oh, well, we already we talked. My number nine is Inglorious Bastards. We already talked about it. You got my thoughts on it. But again, yeah, it's a, it's a really cool... I love Quentin Tarantino's movies. He does some great films. And I just love the dialogue scenes that go along with his movies. They're so interesting and really, f I just love watching them. And I could watch them over and over again. Especially, I mean, I love Christoph Waltz, especially like Django Unchained. In this movie, he's really good as well. So that's awesome. Yeah. So do you want to give your number eight? Yeah, my number eight is Platoon. I actually watched this on Netflix. It's a pretty, it's an older movie. It won Best Picture. It has Charlie Sheen in it. And it has as Johnny Depp in it, right? Johnny Depp. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I just it's it's a good war movie. I don't really remember much about it, but I did like it's it. It's an Oliver Stone movie. I know it's yeah. Oliver Stone. I have not seen this movie. <clears throat> Sorry, stuck in my throat. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I heard it's amazing. It won Best Picture, but then again, I also hear it's overrated. So I didn't love it. I didn't love it. I don't like. I don't really think like I don't know what else came out that year, but it, when I saw it, I'm like, wow, this won Best Picture. It's a good movie. 
I liked it. I did like it a lot, but I didn't think it was like best best picture award. I, I disagree with like ninety percent of the best pictures anyway. So like I don't really yeah. con- take like that into consideration speech, that much. I don't know. There's a lot of movies that win best picture that really shouldn't win best picture. Obviously. Anyways, um, so I. For, For my, my number, number nine, nine, I'm I'm one behind you. Uh, I don't know how that just happened. Oh yeah, um, I chose uh, three hundred and three hundred Rise of an Empire. I I put them together because technically it's just one long movie. I mean, if you take both these movies, intertwine them, it's like a giant Frank Miller CGI fest, and it's it's absolutely awesome. Yeah. It, it takes place like three hundred Rise of an Empire. We talked about this in the review. You can check it out on Spencer Gray channel right now. It's up. It's live. And, and we we, we talked about, about how like if you just take 300 and 300 Rise and Empire intertwine it, it's basically just one long movie. movie. You cut, cut back and forth with the Spartans and going back to the uh, 300 Army, uh, Rise Empire Army. They did such a great job. Of it's just, really like, cool because obviously Gerard Butler wasn't going to be in the movie or anything because he's well he died. He in had the like a cameo spoiler, in it, like someone who looked like him, like, like the the brawl scene, like they were fighting. Like there was somebody that they, it was it was. Yeah, because yeah, like, I need to speak to, to Leonidas, and he's like, Leonidas yeah. is busy right like now. his wife and stuff was there, yeah, and, the, exactly. and also the guy with the, with the thing that he sent back to tell his wife, like, 300 men fought today, and it was great, and all that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, they, they did, did a great, great job of intertwining it. I would love, love, love to watch these movies either back-to-back, or, like, maybe if they make an edited version, which they probably never will, unless a lot of people mention it, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, very God, cool. they're, they're seriously, they're unique movies, very unique and very cool. Yes. Um, I'm going to... Give my number eight right away because you're going to give your eight. I'm going to say Gladiator. This is an amazing movie with Russell Crowe. It's directed by Ridley Scott. I own this movie on Blu-ray as well. I got it for $3 on Black Friday on Blu-ray. It's a fantastic film. I watched it recently again. It's absolutely amazing. I, I, I honestly love it. I, I think that, yeah, Russell Crowe won Best Actor for this. I think this won Best Picture as well and Best Director. Won a lot of Oscars Yeah, I think it won pretty much all of those. And it completely deserves it. This is actually one that I do agree with because this is an, a badass movie. I mean, Maximus Decimus, Father to a Dead Son, Father to a Dead Wife, Husband to a Dead Wife. It's a movie that I'm pretty sure is very sort of accurate as well, I would think. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, it's Gladiator Battles, Latin stuff. I mean, we learned about in Latin and Latin too. But anyways, it's, it's absolutely awesome and it's, uh, it's a great it's a great action film as well. So yeah. yeah, and Gladiator brings me to my number seven, which is another Roman gladiator movie spartacus which is a movie that i was uh shown in like uh latin, latin class latin spanish one. latin one yep and That's i just I I love the movie it was really really cool what's the name of the actor in it do you know uh kirk douglas kirk douglas he's the father yeah. of michael douglas yeah oh yep. really yeah he's his father That's a really old movie still alive yeah i really really like the movie i just i loved a lot of it a lot of it takes place kind of in a prison cell but um it's a really interesting movie and um i mean the teacher obviously in latin one just stops it every five seconds this part isn't actually historically accurate this is actually what happened and I was going, why do you show the movie if it's not historically accurate and you're going to stop it and like dub over it <laughs> she, she does, does that. that. Do you ever remember? She, she would always stop the movie and be like, "I don't know, dude. It was it was, it was three to four years ago. I don't I don't remember. Oh my god. That, I, I remember <laughs> watching the movie and actually do really enjoying it. It was no, it was really cool. It was um, it's an older movie and for some reason I was still very entertained and I'd already seen the seasons of Spartacus, like the Stars remake, uh, with um. Andy White something who actually just passed away recently and um, this movie I mean the, the TV show is really badass it's like three it's exactly like 300 that's why I loved it so much so it's very cool so check out the uh, Spartacus TV show as well as the uh, older movie because both of them are very cool so yeah um, my number seven is another movie we watched in school in Western studies it's uh, Braveheart this movie with Mel Gibson he uh, directed it and he started in it and I think he I think he 
Yeah, he, he won, won Best Director. It won Best Picture. Did he win Best Actor as well? I don't know. He may have. That's incredible, I by the way. Look, if he won Best Director and Best Actor... You look that up as I talk about it real quick, because this movie... It's... What, what war is this? It's, it's Scottish. What is it? it yeah, okay, so it's... Um, he, what's the exact he's word? The, he's the Scottish guy. Yeah, he's Scottish, right? Right. So and he's fighting against like the the Eng- the English. I don't remember. He's, I own he's fighting to keep Scotland because like like England or something are trying to take over his land, and like mm-hmm. and he's just trying to fight to keep his land so they don't take it over because like the English people, if I'm right, the English people are like killing a ton of people and just taking over all their towns and stuff. I, yeah, I do remember that scene yeah, very well. Like uh, the, the raid of the uh, village and stuff, and he's fighting everybody off, and then he gets like an axe at one point, and just like it's so violent how he kills people. And, it's a great film. The only thing I didn't like about that was the stupid uh, little like love story that happens like in the woods and they like marry themselves in the woods and stuff. It, it was very. Was, I think it was pretty cute actually. Oh whatever. You love those love stories. So uh, John is uh, checking right now to see if Mel Gibson did win Best Actor for. What year did this movie come out? Braveheart. Do you know? I'm not sure. I don't remember. I'm just trying to look and see. It's ninety three. Ninety three. Try ninety three. I think ninety two. Ninety three. Um, Tom Hanks for Philadelphia. I don't, uh, it doesn't look like it. 97? Uh, no? Anyways. Anyways, so I don't know if... Yeah, I don't think it looks like he was nominated at all, but uh, he was definitely he definitely won Best Director, and I think it won Best Picture, so... It's, it's Gladiator, right? It is... No, 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 no. We're talking about Braveheart. Anyways. Um, so, oh, your next one is um, Gladiator, though. So go ahead and talk about Gladiator. Oh, let's see. Are you still looking... It won Best Picture, won Best Director, and it didn't win Best Actor. I don't think... No nominations for It was not for nominated for Best Actor. That's wow. Not, not, no speech? Wow. That speech scene kind of should have been amazing. amazing. Academy, whatever. <laughs> All right, so go ahead and talk about wow. number six. Uh, my number six, Gladiator. We already talked about Gladiator, but yeah, again, Russell Crowe. Awesome job as the Gladiator. Seriously good movie. And I, I don't know, like, there's a lot of Roman mythology movies that are just god-awful. But there's a lot of them. I mean, there's very few that are very good as well. And Gladiator and Spartacus are two of them. Yes, I definitely completely agree. My number six is a um, a different war. It's World War II. It's Schindler's List. This movie is directed by Steven Spielberg and has Liam Neeson and Ben Kinsley in the movie. Uh, this movie, I, I can't see myself... I mean, I've seen this movie three times. And to me, that's a lot. It's, it's a really hard movie dedicated to the Holocaust. Yeah, I mean, I watched it once before. I watched it in uh, Western Studies. And then I watched it again in Western Studies. And then I recently was on TV. And I was just kind of like watching some of it. And it's a very good film. And that's why I watch it. Is because Steven Spielberg... I just, he's so, like, inspiring as a filmmaker. I mean, he shot this movie in black and white besides that one little scene with the girl with the red coat, which is very, very well done. It's a very good scene. And it's just, it's a powerful film. It's important, and it's... It's a very important film. It's a great film. It's the 12 Years a Slave of 1997. Yeah, Schindler's List is a fantastic film. I didn't win my list. Though. It didn't. It did. Nope, it didn't. Uh, Shakespeare in Love won instead. Oh, really? Yeah. God, that's weird. What? That's ridiculous. I don't know. What is? But, I don't get it. Anyways, yeah, Schindler's List, a great film. I didn't put it in my list just because I wanted. We wanted to have a little bit of diversity, but I mean, God, it's 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 a very important film. If you haven't seen Schindler's List, it's 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 a tough watch. Just as Twelve Years a Slave is probably not as bad as Twelve Years a Slave, but still a very tough watch and a good film. Oh, I did win Best Picture. I'm sorry, that was completely wrong. Forced. Same part Ryan lost to saving uh, to Shakespeare in Love. I'm sorry, I got okay. that mixed up. I thought I was positive. Yeah, it did win Best Picture. Okay. Anyways, good, good job, Academy. Never mind. 
Uh, my number five is 300, 300 Rise of an Empire. And these movies, we already talked about it. just want to mention one more time, are freaking awesome, okay? Amazing. That's it. You can, you can keep going. My number five is The Patriots. Speaking of Mel Gibson, this is the only Roland Emmerich movie that I actually really do enjoy. We did talk about Roland Emmerich back in the Disaster Films podcast two weeks ago. So if you go want to hear our thoughts on Roland Emmerich, check that podcast out as well. This movie is absolutely amazing. It has Heath Ledger in the movie as like the son of Mel Gibson. And yeah. it's very... Very, and it's very good. I don't have this on Blu-ray, and I do want to get it because I do want to see this movie, a lot of movies. in one sitting. Because pretty much all of these I want on Blu-ray. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. <laughs> I just don't movies. have them. I don't know why. And the Patriot I've seen in bits and pieces. I've never sat down and watched the full movie. I, I have seen, I think, the whole the entire film. I know I was like, I'm, I know most of the scenes, but I've never watched it in one full sitting. So I do want to get on Blu-ray. I want to be immersed into this world and see the Patriot on Blu-ray. What's cool about the Patriot is it's it's like it's the American Revolution, so we can all relate to it because that's like what built our country and what's really cool because they're like they were the um what's the word i'm trying to think of the the armies not like the main army but like the armies from the towns that would like build together with just like normal people and stuff and they would fight off the redcoats and mm-hmm. they would it was like guerrilla warfare and they would like hide and then come out and get them as they're walking through the woods and stuff and that's, 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 like, how we got our country through, like, guerrilla warfare and taking down, like, the British and stuff. And it's so cool. So, And they did a great job, and Mel Gibson was great in it, too. So, All right. So what's your number four? You have... Um, my number four is The Lone Survivor, which came out this year. And it's sort of a, a smaller-scale scale war film, but it's it's a modern-day war film. So it's very The cool. most recent. Most recent. It's, like, it's based in Afghanistan. So, like, a, a war film that's, like, still going on to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a true story or anything. Right? It's a completely a true story. Oh, it is. 100%, yeah. My bad. Sorry, I forgot. Oh, um, yeah. It's like one of the, the worst at the uh, Navy SEAL missions of all time. It's yeah, like, no. like the, and Lone Survivor was great. A very well-filmed movie as well as a very well-acted movie, too. Yes. Um, moving right along, uh, we have uh, Full Metal Jacket for my number four. This movie is Stanley Kubrick. I really do enjoy this movie. Like I said in previous podcasts, I feel like I've talked about this already. Um, I do enjoy the first half of the movie more than the second half because the first half deals with the boot camp. The drill sergeant is absolutely fantastic, all improv, and it was absolutely awesome. And John did buy this movie on Digibook for $7.97. I want to pick it up eventually. It's $4 at Best Buy right now on Blu-ray, just for the regular edition. No thanks. And uh, I do want to pick it up eventually, but it's it's a great film. It's a great war film. And Stanley Kubrick, I really wish he was still alive to make more films because he's a great filmmaker. It's upsetting. He, he made a lot of great movies. Uh, my number three is The Hurt Locker, and we'll probably mention this a little bit later in the podcast if we get to it in time. But uh, The Hurt Locker, a movie which won Best Picture over Avatar. Weird. Which, I mean, stuff like that does happen. War movies do win over CGI crazy movies done by James Cameron. But The Hurt Locker is really good. I love Jeremy Renner, and it's very cool. And again, a modern-day war film, so I like I kind of like that stuff. I'm into the modern-day stuff because you can relate a lot better to it than the older movies. But it's a good movie. I like it a lot. And it's about like bomb squad and stuff. That's pretty. It's like a really dangerous job, and it's very cool. Very cool. Um, my number three, not very cool. It's very sad. It's depressing. Well, it's a cool movie, like Bomb Squad. Like that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, but it's also really sad because there's like suicide bombers. Oh, it's terrible, yeah. Up. It's pretty awful. What the hell am I talking about? <laughs> one, in, one in towns of the last three movies. We have, uh, for me, I have We Were Soldiers. It's another Mel Gibson movie. Some, for some reason, I just, I Mel, Gibson more Mel Gibson in a war about. movie is phenomenal. <laughs> this movie takes place during the Vietnam War, and it's one of the most heartbreaking movies I've seen, and one of the most heartbreaking war films because they go back and forth with like the, the wives at home of the soldiers, and they're, they just don't want like their doorbell to win their terrain to like with the um, soldiers to tell them that their husbands have passed and it's just, it's very heartbreaking it's sad watching this stuff happen because Vietnam War is like one of the worst wars we've ever had and we, the, the death count is just like in, in, it's incredible insane. it's very big See, if anybody's seen the Vietnam War wall it's uh it's pretty freaking long. Yeah, like one of my English <laughs> teachers was talking about this. Is like uh, they used to watch it on the um, on the news when it was happening. Like on the top right hand corner, it was like death count, and it just went up and up and up every day, oh and went an insane amount. And just the footage. They actually had that. Yeah, I mean, it's just absolutely terrible. It's a, it's a terrible it's a terrible war, but this movie depicts it, I think, very accurately. It's it's a great film. I, I love it a lot. It's I've only seen it once, but I definitely want to. Check, Check it out again. again. I, I honestly get it on Blu-ray. I, I I should probably find it. I know it's like six bucks. No, I've seen, I've seen it too. I watched it on Netflix, and it's it's a it's very Netflix powerful, Netflix. great film. It's very sad as well, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's a really good movie. A lot of all these war movies are really heartbreaking, They're awesome, yeah. um, but very good. Um, so we already talked about these two movies. I'm gonna just quickly rattle off both of them so we can get a little bit faster here. But The Patriot and Braveheart, both Mel Gibson movies, both very well done Mel Gibson movies. I just, I just love Braveheart. I just love the speeches that he has, and it's such a cool movie. I've, I've seen it, both Patriot and Braveheart. I feel like I've seen bits and pieces. Haven't sat down and watched the whole thing at one time, but I just love both of the movies very much. I could talk about them a long time, but I won't. I'll let Spencer talk about his. Uh, my number two is a movie that you already talked about. It's Lone Survivor. This movie came out last year in 2013. And this movie is absolutely, to me, incredible. I really do enjoy this movie a lot. It has great acting from Mark Wahlberg. Even, I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Taylor Kitsch did a great job in the film as well. Uh, ben Foster, Emil Hirsch. Uh, Eric Bana once again comes into the movie, and uh, it's a it's a great war film. It's I've, only, I've seen this movie about three times, and it's it's it, it impacts me every single time I watch it. I get emotional because it's just so sad watching this happen. And people go on to say like, oh well, the movie has so much propaganda and it's anti-war, and it's just like shut the hell up, you got. People just they take things too far. Just appreciate it for what it is. It's it's a it's a movie that's like trying to. Yeah, yeah, and like, like this, really, this happened. This happened to a like a group of people. Like it's not like it's supposed to be propaganda for showing what it. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! I, I'm sorry. That's a, that's a rant from another time. But anyways, um, you already talked about your number one. My number one. I I don't know how. You didn't even put this on your list. This I did. is unbelievable. I, I, no, I, took, I left it off because I wanted you know, to I was gonna talk about, about it. Yeah. There you go. It's Saving Private Ryan. This movie has Tom Hanks, directed by Steven Spielberg, and this movie is absolutely amazing. I, I, I love this movie so much. I've seen it so many times. Um, and uh, my friend, um, my friend can literally like recite the entire film. Like he knows the entire script, and like he's watched it so many times. I remember I was, we were driving back from like a ski event uh, or like a ski day, and he was watching the movie on mute. I'm like, don't you want like headphones or something? He's like, no, I know exactly what they're saying. I'm like he just sat there and watched Saving Private Ryan like on mute. I'm like, really? That's wow. I mean, and like I'm, I'm not the same. I'm not the same way. But I mean, I, the the opening like 15 minutes of uh, the Omaha Beach scene is just. Omaha? It's not Omaha. No, it's, uh... I, What's it called? I don't remember. Omaha is like a pain man thing. Omaha, that is the pain man. <laughs> Omaha! 
But it's like an O. It's an O battle. It's the beach battle. It's D Day. D Day. There you go. Oh, is that what you're trying to think of? Well, it's it's called something like else, like with an O. I think it's the name of the town or the beach. I don't remember. It's a foreign name. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyways, yeah, D Day. It's it's incredible. It's it's so heartbreaking to watch all the soldiers get just like their body parts like shot off, and it's 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 absolutely just heartbreaking and Vin Diesel actually shows up and gives a pretty cool little supporting role um, as a sniper and it's it's a great film I absolutely love Saving Private Ryan Normandy that's it that's where it is Normandy Beach Normandy is the town I was completely, the city. completely mixed up with something else I don't know oh, okay <laughs> so yeah I mean I love Saving Private Ryan it's my favorite war film of all time awesome and we are running a little bit low on time so we're do you want to talk about the worst or can we get into the viewer we question? got about six minutes it doesn't look like we have any right now um Sin City trailer I guess oh. we talked about that earlier um I have a couple worst movies that I just quickly want to talk about because I know a lot of people who are listening to the podcast probably thinking like oh why don't we talk about Deer Hunter well because it's in my worst I do not like Deer Hunter at all it has Robert De Niro Christopher Walken and Mill Streep and it's just it's not a great for me, it's not a great movie. It's three hours long, and it is just boring. I have not yet finished this movie because I just can't stand it. I always ask you about it for some reason. I'm like, let's watch Deer Hunter. You're like, no. It's so to me, it's just so boring, and I can't say. I mean, obviously the Russian roulette scene. It's like the most famous Russian roulette scene of all time, and. Uh, it's, it's very, very intense. intense. I, I, I like, like those scenes, scenes but, like, I'm happy just to YouTube those clips if I ever want to watch them again. I'm not going to sit through a three-hour movie and just to watch, like, the cool, like, Russian roulette scenes that are so yeah, yeah. probably talk about. I'd rather but. watch the one in Jackass with the, with the horse <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> just, like, I mean, that's a little bit more enchanting in my eyes, but... Yep. If you want to be dark and serious, go watch The Deer Hunter. <laughs> and another one that I quickly want to talk about is the movie that John already mentioned... It, I wouldn't say it's it's. I know it says it's under the title is worst, but it's not. I don't think it's terrible. I just think it's incredibly overrated. It's the Hurt Locker with uh, yeah, Jeremy Renner directed by Catherine Bigelow. This one best director, one best picture. Once again, I don't agree with the all the best picture nominations and wins, and I just it, it kind of frustrates me. I, I just think it's incredibly overrated. It's the political can't take the Academy too seriously. It's the political choice of the Academy and. Uh, I, to, to me, me I, just, I just I didn't like it that much. I tried to. I watched it the first time, and like, like I, 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 I get why people are saying this is amazing, but like, I don't understand the hype. I'm actually kind of bored right now watching this. And then I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot another time. So I waited a couple, um, couple months, and I'm like, okay, it came on DVD. Um, my parents watched it; they really liked it. So I'm gonna watch it right now on like a portable DVD player, um, in like in a room. And it was just boring. Like it was, it was just boring to me. I. I I, I, some, some of the scenes are very well done. Jimmy Renner gives a phenomenal performance. He de- uh, definitely uh, deserved that uh, acting nomination. Uh, God, I gotta mention one. Quickly. What? Do you think it's the one? Can we think of uh, Zero Dark Thirty as a worse war film? Okay, a movie that completely was one of the most boring movies I've seen in a long time, and a lot of people love this movie. Zero Dark Thirty, obviously, the hunt to get uh, Osama bin Laden, and I just. It was, it was one of the most boring movies I've ever seen. It was just all this lead up to a scene that the ending scene, which was very good. Yeah, yeah, the rate but of the whole. Uh, the, yeah, it was like 15 Osama. minutes of the movie. Not Osama. Osama bin Laden, yeah. Osama bin Laden, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking Osama. Yeah, Saddam Hussein. Saddam, yeah. yeah that's, that's, the, that's the guy they found in a hole and then they like shot his head off. Anyways, um, no, they hunt him. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're completely wrong. <laughs> we, we, we both had, had some seriously wrong points tonight. It's okay. Normandy. But anyways, uh, 
Real quick, real quick, I mean, I, I don't hate The Hurt Locker and I don't hate Zodiac Theory. I give them both like a B. I mean, they're, they're okay movies. I just think they're incredibly overrated. That is all. I just really want to mention that. Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's, a, it's an okay movie, but I wouldn't hate it either. So this has been the J&D Podcast, talking about war films, talking about uh, movie theaters, not having enough uh, ticket sales. Uh, what else are we talking about? about everything. Talking about some trailers. We're talking about a bunch of different stuff. Uh, stay tuned for next week when we have Need for Speed. We're going to think of a topic we might do. Action movies, uh, car movies. Talk about some. We could talk about like all the Fast and Furious movies for a long time. Probably. Anyways, yeah. get into that. We'll see. We haven't really decided on a complete topic yet, but look forward to that next week. Yes. So thank you guys so much for listening to the uh, JD podcast. Hope you guys listen to it on SoundCloud or iTunes. You guys can pick. Uh, thank you guys for watching on the Google Hangout live. Uh, it's always live on the Northern Irvine channel at seven to eight p.m. Uh, usually we're a little late today, but um, yeah, we're gonna go watch Resurrection. I'm the really new excited AB- for this show. Yes, the new ABC <laughs> show about kids coming back from the dead. It's probably gonna be awful, but I really see what it happens. just looks awesome, and I'm into that sci-fi kind of stuff. So I'm awesome. excited for that. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching, and we will see you guys next time.